Well, good morning, Bedrock Church. How are we doing today? Good, good. Well, obviously, I'm not Pastor Blake. He is uh, taking a well-deserved rest today, and he's asked me to come. My name is AJ. I am, um, as Jay said, uh, leading the youth right now, and um, it's a, both a pleasure and also a burden to come and share God's Word because it is so important. Um, I know for me personally this week, there, there's been a lot of different distractions, um, and in our family, we say this, we say that God is not the author of confusion, and so I know um, there's a lot of confusing things in the world right now. Um, so I want to pray right now before we dive into God's Word and we talk about another name of God, um, but just pray against all that. Pray with me. Lord God, we, we know you, we love you, we, we thank you that you are um, a God of peace, a God of joy, you are a healer, you are... Uh, King of kings and Lord of lords, you are our leader. And uh, God, we pray against any confusion that comes in our hearts, whether it's in relationships or uh, physical ailments or jobs or uh, dealing with kids, whatever it is, God, I pray right now that you will be the center of each and every one of our hearts as we dive into your word today. Lord, we love you and we praise you and we ask all this in the name of Jesus. Amen. So, about 10 years ago, I was introduced to um, an incredible woman and an incredible ministry. 10 years ago, I was introduced to um, a woman named uh, Johnny Erickson Tata. Now, I don't know if you've heard of her um, or you've been involved in any of her ministries, but uh, she is a, uh, a TV and radio host. She is an author. She is a painter. She has a ministry that is global now. Now, the thing is, she's a quadriplegic. When she was a, a student, she went out to a river and was playing with her friends, jumped in and uh, hit her head or her neck on a tree that had fallen in, and that changed her life. And for most of us, that would be a very tragic moment where we would struggle to see what God is doing, and we would have questions, and maybe she did, I don't know. But through that, she has come close to God, and God has used her to shepherd thousands upon thousands of people in need. So her ministry is, is uh, dedicated towards uh, people with disabilities, and, and the, the ministry that I was a part of for, for a couple of years were these family, um, family retreats, and they go on through the summer. And it's, and it's a, a ministry to the entire family. And it's a wonderful thing. Because not only the person who's dealing with a disability is wrestling with trials in life. Um, but every year at these family retreats, they have themes. Uh, and they're, they're a lot of fun. And so at the beginning, when families would show up, we'd all be dressed up in whatever that theme is. The place would be uh, decorated and... Uh, one year it was a Candyland theme, which was a lot of fun. And then uh, the year, the last year I think I was there, it was Christmas. Now again, these are through the summer, so it's a little weird talking about Christmas in the summer. I think we often put uh, some of these stories or these themes into boxes. And I think that's a shame. And so today we're going to talk about uh, a story that comes from the Christmas story. Is that okay? Yeah. Is that all right? Because I believe that all of God's word is useful 
for all things, all the time. Um, So if you have your Bible, we're going to jump right into Luke chapter 2. We're going to start in verse 8. And in the same region, there were shepherds out in the field, keeping watch over their flock by night. And an angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them. And they were filled with great fear. And the angel said to them, Fear not, for behold, I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, who is Christ the Lord. And this will be a sign for you. You will find a baby wrapped in swaddling clothes and lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with with the angel a multitude of heavenly hosts praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace among those with whom he is pleased. When the angels went away from them into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let us go over to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has made known to us. And they went with haste and found Mary and Joseph and the baby lying in a manger. And when they saw it, they made known the saying that had been told them concerning this child. And all who heard it wondered at what the shepherds told them. But Mary treasured up all these things, pondering them in her heart. And the shepherds returned glorifying and praising God for all they had heard and seen as it had been told them. Now again, we're all familiar with the Christmas story, and and we know shepherds are a part of that story. During the Christmas season, we see shepherds everywhere. You can see a 10-foot shepherd on your lawn that's blown up, that has lights shooting out of it and all kinds of things. We, We dress up like them, or I do anyway, I enjoy dressing up like, like a shepherd from time to time. We sing carols about them. I mean, they're, they're a prominent image during the Christmas time story, but why? Now, have you ever taken a second to think, why are the shepherds important? Do we ever reflect on why they're in the story? It just seems normal to us now. We expect to see them, but why are they there? There's, there's a massive amount of significance here. I did a sermon uh, years ago expressing the fact that God uses seemingly small and insignificant people, places, and things to bring about his glory. There's hope in who God has created us to be, even those of us who feel like we're insignificant. So there's something bigger going on than ourselves. We're part of this story that transcends time. So the story of Jesus' birth is short, and honestly, it only includes a few characters, if you really take a look at it. So that means that anybody who's involved plays a major role. The angels reserve their most magnificent announcement of Jesus' birth for the least likely recipients. I mean, this, this was the big billboard promotion. This was filled with lights and music and a multitude. An angel of the Lord appeared to them and the glory of the Lord shone around them so much that they were frightened. Moreover, if that wasn't enough, a multitude of heavenly hosts appeared with the angel and began praising God. Can you imagine what that would have been like? Imagine seeing the lights, the angels, 
followed by a choir. This is a once-in-a-lifetime, once-in-all-of-lifetime once event. Forget that concert that you want to go see, that Taylor Swift that you're going to spend two, three, four hundred dollars on to go see because you're so desperate to see it. Now, I'm from New England. We love our sports, okay? Go Celtics, right? Maybe not here. <clears throat> but this, this is it. All of those other things pale in comparison. So who were these shepherds and why did they deserve such a privilege? So let's take a look at shepherding. Let's see what it was and what it is today. Shepherding is one of the oldest professions in the world. I mean, really, it is probably the oldest actual profession in the world. If we look at Genesis chapter 1, right at the beginning of God's word, we see Adam was charged with to have dominion over the animal kingdom. Right off the bat. We keep going in Genesis chapter 4. We see Abel is, is called a keeper of the sheep. And throughout biblical history, significant men who played major roles in building the kingdom were shepherds. So this included people like Jacob and his sons. Moses, which we don't think of him as being a shepherd, but he was. And David. King David was a shepherd. Shepherding is a prominent theme in Scripture. And God as shepherd is all over the Old Testament. And Jesus is described as the shepherd in the New Testament. That's not an accident. Now I think we're all comforted, or believers are comforted, when we read the words in John chapter 10. I'm starting verse 11. It says, I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd lays his life down for the sheep. He goes on 14 and 15, he says, I am the good shepherd again. I know my own and my own know me just as the Father knows me and I know the Father. I lay down my life for the sheep. Those are amazing words. And so today the name that we're going to focus on is Jehovah Ra. The Lord is my shepherd. Now in many respects, shepherd, shepherding is a noble occupation. However, there is a downside to shepherding. Shepherds had a hard time maintaining religious purity as the Pharisees defined it. They couldn't keep the Sabbath because sheep need constant protection. Shepherds spent most of their time in the fields away from society and had no influence to speak of. I guess you could call them a modern-day blue-collar worker largely unnoticed by those in power. Shepherds were, were in the lowest class of society and, and really looked down upon. Shepherds are also, uh, were often considered unclean. Now, I don't know if you've ever been around a sheep. They are dirty, nasty creatures. They are gross. They look cute, but they're covered in dirt and grime, often covered in sores and infections because, let's be honest, they can't take care of themselves. They can't clean themselves. They're in desperate need of a shepherd to care for them. So it's, it's curious why God would speak of shepherds, why, why, why they would, uh, that Jesus would identify himself as a shepherd. 
The word shepherd is, is intriguing to me. There's a lot of different meanings. I believe the word translated properly carries much more significance than we often give credit to. A good way to understand that, again, is looking through Scripture. So let's read uh, Psalm 23, written by King David. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside still waters. He restores my soul. He leads me in paths of righteousness for his name's sake. And even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil. My cup overflows. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. And I shall dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Now, that's an idea of, of a tender, loving, caring shepherd who's taking care of his flock. See, this, is, this is important for us to understand, and I want you to get this. The condition of the sheep is in direct correlation to the care of the shepherd. Let me repeat that again. The condition of the sheep is in direct correlation to the care of the shepherd. The very life of the sheep depend on the shepherd because sheep are animals that will do whatever they want to do on their own. They will make mistakes. They will, they will go off a cliff and, and not think twice about it. Your spiritual, emotional, and physical health are impacted by your relationship with the shepherd. Now here in this passage, we see God as our life giver, our caregiver. But I believe there's more to it than that. I believe it doesn't stop there. Jehovah Ra is not just a, a doctor or a physician who, who cares for you and sends you on your way. He's not just a security officer who's there to make sure that you don't do dumb things. Jehovah Ra carries the idea of an intimate companion or friend. Someone who walks alongside us, encourages us, listens to us, loves us, and ultimately sacrifices for us. Who wouldn't want that kind of companionship? Who doesn't want to be loved and heard and encouraged and protected? Let me ask you this today. Is your trust in the Lord sufficient for you to allow him to lead you because he is your shepherd? Or are you lost sheep that he must seek out day in and day out? Are you truly convinced that the Lord is your shepherd? God has a plan for each and every one of us that is so much more complicated than you or I will ever know. He has planned things from the beginning of time, and you are in that plan. God uses our weaknesses to show his strength, his power, and his might. He loves us so much. Do you guys see that? 
Jehovah Ra, the Lord is our shepherd. He cares for us. So here's an interesting fact about sheep and shepherds. Sheep know their shepherd's voice. This, is, this has been done over and over and over again. It's been proven. Sheep know their shepherd's voice. They will only follow their shepherd's voice. They may be dumb. They may be dirty. They may be disgusting. They may be confused. They may not understand what's going on around them. But they make no mistake that they know their shepherd's voice. They are faithful to their leader. So I was looking this week, and, and I've, I've used this before, but I found this video from, it's going back to 2013, I think. Um, it shows this really well. Check this out. One more time. I think that's really neat. The fact that they were called by three other people and they didn't move. They didn't pop their heads up. They didn't do anything. And then the shepherd, the farmer, comes over and they just start running after him. Isn't that amazing? Whose voice are you listening to? The voice that you're listening to, is it for protection? Is it for cleansing for purity, for health, for joy? Or is it a voice that's leading you into confusion, into chaos, into anxiety, into fear? See, this world right now is full of that voice. It's full of the voice that is trying to distract us and confuse us and hurt us. And even those within the church who know the truth can get distracted by it. I can get distracted by it. 
We need to get back to listening to the voice of the true shepherd. The Lord who cares for us, loves us, cleanses us, purifies our hearts and minds, protects us, because we're dirty, messy creatures. I want you to ask yourself, do you know the true shepherd? Do you know him? Because he knows you. One last thing here, and I found this interesting as, as I've been studying. Interesting fact about the birth of Jesus. He was born in Bethlehem. We all know this from the Christmas story. But this is where traditionally all sacrificial lambs were born. Jesus died as a supreme sacrifice in Jerusalem. The very place where all sacrificial lambs were killed. Do you think that's a coincidence? Is anything that God does a coincidence? No. Because he knows what's going on. He knows us. He loves us. Jehovah Ra, the Lord, is my shepherd. I'm going to ask Cody or the worship team to come up closing a song, but if you are struggling, if you feel like you're being attacked, if you are wrestling with things that are confusing, that are distracting, that are consuming too much of your time, that's not what God wants. We would love to spend some time in prayer. We would love to walk alongside you, to care for you, and and to show you the shepherd. Don't be afraid. This is the time. We're not guaranteed a tomorrow. This is the time to get right with God. So that's my prayer for you. Take the time to know the shepherd. Let's pray. Lord God, you are mighty and awesome. There is none that compare to you. We can define who you are over and over and over again, but Lord, there's not enough names. There's not enough words to describe who you are. We thank you that you have come to show us who you are. You have given us your word that we can study and learn and grow. You have given us a community of people that we can walk alongside. You've showed us how to be the shepherd for those around us. And so, Lord God, my my desire, my hope, my prayer for everybody here, everybody out there who's listening, God, that they will know you, they will trust you, they will seek you, they will find you because you are so good be with us this week Lord as we go through the grind as we get dirty as we get sores cleanse us make us whole again in 
pray this in Jesus' name.